0: you know, a few years ago when Instagram wasn't as big as well, you know, people weren't so, you know, people, athletes these days who are full-time, you know, they're not going out to see friends, they're not going to parties, but they kind of have, the, have this world on social media where they talk to people and it's okay, we also didn't have that, um, you know, there wasn't a big world on Instagram that you could all speak to all the UK athletes and you're all friends and it's changed a lot now, but um there was no kind of, like, big social media world that you can be a part of as well you were you were on your own and you didn't go out you didn't go to parties and, and things like that
1: what's up guys it's tom from chalking fitness i really hope you're enjoying the podcast this episode is brought to you by boxmate leading the way in simple effective performance tracking and member engagement also if you're not already following chalking fitness on instagram please do you can find it at chalking fitness there you'll find news and reviews that are of interest to the uk crossfit and functional fitness community as well as sneak peeks of upcoming guests on the podcast and if you yourself want to support the podcast further please do check out the link in the show notes but for now sit back listen up and enjoy the episode What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Chalking Fitness Podcast. This week, joining me as a guest, I am delighted to welcome Fran Calvert. Fran, welcome.
0: Thank you very much. Thanks. I am going to have to tell listeners that I have got a cold. I haven't got an annoying voice all the time.
1: Big, big disclaimer. You know, we we've both got colds, but you know, so any any, I'll do my best to kind of tidy it up in in post editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh but we were saying just beforehand that um you know you, you you've not been a guest on a podcast before so I feel uh I feel honored to talk to uh talk to someone that and I'm, I'm hoping this is going to come across the right, right way but I've been doing CrossFit since like 2014 right and you're you're someone that I you know I'm like oh Fran Fran Calvert yeah he's a competitor like one of the competitive OGs within the space so um I hope you take that as a compliment rather than a, like is he, is he saying I've been around absolutely a long time? no <laughs> <laughs> a, a,
0: too long like i don't know when it was 2012 maybe a long time yeah a long time oh
1: yeah. uh, but i mean the so so there'll, there'll be many that uh, are listening to this i hope there's some people listening to this let's be honest but uh there'll be many who are uh, who perhaps like you know you were you were on the uh regionals competition floor before they'd even heard of crossfit so you know you must have really seen the kind of <laughs> That CrossFit as a methodology, CrossFit as a kind of a competitive sport, or functional fitness as a competitive sport, really evolve, especially within the UK. Um, kind of in in those like last like you know eight nine years.
0: Yeah, it's even now I'm still kind of like trying to find my feet and catch up because especially the last like two three years, it's just evolved so much. So, you know, when I started, it was, well. Yeah, it was obviously the Europe regional before it went to Meridian. It was even, Mm -hmm. it was Europe. Everyone knew everyone even more so than they do now, because there wasn't a lot of us. There was, I don't know, five UK girls that kind of did it at the time, like at that level. Um, You know, there wasn't massive amounts of people. We all had full-time jobs. Um, We trained for one one hour a day. Um, That's kind of how I started, you know, the first few years. Um, And then obviously I started competing at regionals and things and, as I kind of come out, like, the back end of it, obviously I've dipped my toe in, still competing, like, CrossFit can't get rid of me. Um, <laughs> you know, we saw girls come in that were, like, just unbelievable. Like, you know, training all... Like, they had the capacity to train full-time, which is, like, so lucky. Um, And it just was time for our era to kind of step back and let all the the proper athlete step in really <laughs> yeah but it's, it's crazy like now you you go into any use I used to go you know with my job as well I travel around a lot and I used to go in CrossFit gyms and it'd be very rare I'd bang into someone who would ever be at like regional level or anything like that but now like every single gym has got an athletes that are competition standard it's unbelievable how quick it's kind of evolving
1: oh no definitely and, and I was actually um I was chatt- chatting to Jack Conthwaite, about um, kind of the development of the sport, and we were talking about how kind of the, those that were competing back in kind of like the the mid 20 teens, however we describe them, of, of kind of like, you know set with a, with a pedestal athletes for those that are kind of competing now and like you say not there are there are many boxes have kind of like sanctionals level or semi-final level you know games aspirational athletes and then those that are competing now are probably setting the inspiration for the kind of like the youth that are coming through and and the sport is going to continue to grow and and the competitive depth and, and strength is going to continue so that that's really exciting um one thing i do want to do and i I've been doing this more and more is I just sack off the warm up and get straight into kind of like the kind of guts of the conversation. So, but I do like to kind of ask the same two warm up questions. Uh, it's just like my training, really. Um, but I, I like to ask <laughs> the same two warm up questions to, to all my guests, because I think, it. you know, at some point I'll, I'll release it and you'll understand why I say that. Um, but my, my first warm up question I always go with, even though we've kind of got into round one already, is um, if you were able to design your own birthday workout, what are the three movements you'd choose? <laughs>
0: Uh, you should ask my owner of my gym because it's the same thing and it has been for the last 10 years. Handstand push-ups, a load of them, whatever, 50. Pistols, 50. I love chippers, so I do a chipper. 50 handstand push-ups, 50 pistols, 50 overhead squats, <laughs> one round because that's what, <laughs> just a sprint done. That would be my birthday workout. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, brilliant. That's basically. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think that that reminds me of the what's the one uh is it Randy where you've got like 50 no 75 snatches at a relatively light weight for time and it really is just about kind of like that
0: workout haunts me <laughs> I literally that was regionals one year and I think I come last it haunts me the worst yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: but but you're, you're not not afraid of uh high, high repetitions and it's still being a relative sprint if it's it's if it's uh movements that you love like uh Kind of like handstand push-ups, yeah. uh, Strange and
0: movements. And... I'm like, exactly, yeah. If it's a weird movement, I don't mind it. I can't do mm. ev- things that everyone else can do, <laughs> basically. I can't <laughs> row. I can't run. Yeah
1: yeah oh so um going and in, going into that a little bit more then because i'm always intrigued how people I see how many people choose burpees and, I, and i'm yet to understand that one myself but um on um so you mentioned kind of hands uh, handstand push-ups and we already talked about how you know you've, you've been you know you were at, you were at, um regionals in 2013 as part of the team and then you've been since then as as an individual but what we've generally seen is some of the kind of like Uh, stable movements like handstand push-ups but every year they find a way of making them more difficult whether that by making them kind of like freestanding or parallel deficit like with those kind of additional challenges is that something that you were already doing and that's how you were very good at them or have you seen some of like you know Dave Castro throwing in kind of like weighted vest handstand push-ups and you're like you know what that's beyond me Or, or do you still find that you're you're able to kind of like have them as a wheelhouse movement
0: I still well at the mo now these days I just go in and do the class but like you know my coach Danny still knows you know if so for instance summit comes up at like the Rogue Invitational's just been on and a workout comes up with movements that I love I'll just kind of ignore that the class is on and I'll do that instead and like <laughs> I always try and keep up with my wheelhouse but like like you said like the way stuff has got harder and harder I remember when I first started at competition like it was handstand pushups in a box that was like this wide. And then it was, then they created the line and then like, it's just got harder and harder and harder. Mm. Um, So yeah, whether I could do it RX now, I don't know. No, I
1: can't,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but not very well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, but no, and it's nice to hear you. Like, and you'd mentioned previously, you still keep your toe in and in kind of like you know your whatever the competitions might be. It's like, oh, I like the look of that one. I'll give that a go. You know, sack off the sack off the the, the whiteboard programming, just and, and kind of like yeah. you know, see, see how that goes. <laughs> um, before we talk about more about that, I, I guess um, the the other warm up question I, I, I try to make sure I ask is um, like, what's the uh, what's the go to training music or and I always put a twist on this and I'm going to put a twist on this for you is like so you're the marketing manager for Innovate Training um you know that's a fitness brand like is there music on in the office and do you get to control it who gets to control it
0: (laughs) so this this might surprise you because it's kind of the same answer for both of them is I am like doing stuff with no music Ah, the way I know it's the weirdest thing um yeah I think when I used to train all the time when I was competing obviously my coach used to say if you need music you need a new hobby um obviously that was Miko Salo so that's kind of just always been my thing (laughs)
1: and
0: then when we do play music anyone who knows me is probably going to be laughing if they listen to this we like the only way I can describe it is the crap music at a wedding party you know like red light spells danger and stuff like that that is what we listen to literally so and then it's the same for the office i'll either have silence or i'll put on shit wedding songs so (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is literally Uh. believe it or not there's no like eminem or anything like that that's what it is
1: I, I, I like the quote of, uh, you know, if you need music during your hobby or whatever, you know, you need a new hobby. And definitely that sounds like the type of thing that Miko Saylor would say. You know, it's like you just exactly. need the company of the, the sound of your own suffering. That's all you need.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Your breath on wall yeah. the worst sound on the planet.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, so... Brilliant. There we go. I've got us back onto the warm up and, and now feel fu- fully entitled to really dig into some of the questions I had for you. So, um, you know, have been doing CrossFit for a long time, um, you know, doing a little bit of my homework and, and, you know, reading a bit on, actually it was on the, the Innovate website. I know you've got a, a background in athletics. So did that, um, is, is that kind of how you, how did you stumble across kind of CrossFit? And, and I feel like in 2012, you have to have kind of stumbled across it because it wasn't as, you know, it definitely wasn't on Netflix yeah. back then. I'm not even sure Netflix no. was around in 2012, so uh, I, I'm, I'm all, I don't believe yeah. the
0: internet was around.
1: <laughs> let's not let's not go too far, but you know it it definitely was. It was still an emerging methodology, uh, yeah. especially in the UK at that point. Or so I so I thought. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, so like, obviously going way back, like I've always been. You know, I did athletics. I did like all sorts of team sports and stuff. Athletics was kind of like my jam really um and obviously having an older sister like Lauren um who's like super fit always has been always been amazing at sport I've just always been trying to beat her at anything and everything so I've always had that in me <laughs> um and then CrossFit um how did I even discover CrossFit because there was none really Ah, oh, the we went to um it it was actually where Rain Hill Trials is now, but it wasn't... God, back then it wasn't called Rain Hill Trials. What was it called? It was something else. We'll have to find out what the name was. It wasn't Rain Hill. Yeah. There was something before Rain Hill Trials. I can't remember what it was. And yeah. um, we went there, and it was the day after my birthday. I remember, and I was really hungover. Um, and I was going watching my boyfriend at the time, that's it, in a competition, and I went, and I was really hungover. And there was... Sam Briggs was competing... Um, and if anyone remembers Hayley Knowles, who's an absolute beast, was competing, um, and I just remember being sat there, like, and they were obviously doing these workouts and stuff, and I was like, I think I could do this, and I thought, you know, I'm either still drunk, or, yeah, and I was just thinking, <laughs> I think I can do it, I can do it, and then, yeah, at the t- and then at the at that, um, at the place, what's it called, the place, I can't even think what it's called, uh, I got chatting to the owner of Faction, and then I just said, yeah, well, I'll come for a little... I'll try it out and see what it's like. And then yeah. um, my first day at the gym, uh, we did an on-ramp and, like, went through all the beginning movements. And then our our gym, it's it's funny, there was, like, loads of the lads in the day. It was the daytime, it was lunchtime, no-one was there, just some of the lads messing around. And I was the new person on my on-ramp, and they were like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, it's Fran. And they were like, let's get her to do Fran as her first workout. <laughs> so I was just like, okay... And, uh, and that's how it started and obviously it was horrendous as you can imagine
1: oh brilliant oh I do I do love like hearing how people kind of got into it and especially there's so many people um who I've spoken to have been kind of you know f- f- getting into CrossFit you know in 2012 2013 who talk about kind of oh yeah and Briggsie was competing uh, whether it be Battle of Britain or whatever the comp might have been back then and I think it's uh, it's it's so cool so I, I started in 2014 down at CrossFit Bath um and it, it's oh so you've been um, so doing it you...
0: ages then
1: yeah I don't 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 look at where I am in the open to judge that really I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> one of, I think I, I I say I love the love the community hence the podcast and and the methodology is definitely uh uh you know doing it for kind of uh well-being and kind of outlet more than uh necessarily kind of like competitive uh competitive uh, aspirations, but I would say that when you look at where I am in the open. <laughs> but no, it's, it's fantastic and I've, I've, I've loved just um, kind of through the podcast especially kind of getting to know those that I guess, you know, have been involved in the community for a similar if not longer time, but I've perhaps never had the uh, opportunity to chat to because paths haven't crossed um, because I'm, I'm I've, I've not say, you know, made the trip to competitions or anything talking of making trip yeah. to competitions you were at regionals in so a year after starting in 2012 you were at regionals as part of um faction uh on on the team was that um was that that competitive element within like that you had with your with with your sister lauren like um did that really shine through quite early on within kind of getting into crossfit
0: yeah definitely um And to be honest, I kind of fell in love with the sport because obviously Lauren is insanely good at sport, everything. And I'm obviously the bigger sister and CrossFit. It kind of helps if you're bigger and stronger. Um, And then I thought, oh, my God, it's a sport that I'm better at than Lauren. So I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) And then, yeah, before I knew it, it was actually insane to think, you know, a year after I started, I was at regionals Mm -hmm. as a team you know, half of us couldn't do an overhead squat, half of us couldn't do a muscle-up. It was a bit different to the regionals that you're used to seeing as as time went on. But yeah, it was crazy yeah. to think that we were there.
1: Talking about kind of the sport now, but also the sport growing, you know, every year, um, up until 2018 at least, more people were doing the Open every year. And from, I think, twenty. In 2015, you kind of jumped up into kind of the top 300 worldwide in the Open, I think. Doing doing my homework, was that like you know? And if you can look back on that time, was there a was that a real shift in in your focus? Did you kind of change? I mean, we talk about training one hour a day and how that kind of you hear occasionally you hear of this kind of like a unicorn that still trains one hour a day and makes it to kind of like the games or regionals or whatever but I mean that seems few and far between for any aspiring competitive athlete now. Trying to think back to kind of 2015 and breaking into what were the, the very elite levels worldwide like did you make big changes to kind of like your commitment to training at that point?
0: Yeah I actually got completely obsessed so I round about the time that this happened and I, you know I started really taking it seriously I actually also got um a, an office job full time as well and I remember like I wasn't used to being in an office and sat down and I and I knew I wanted to take my training really seriously so I'd go to the toilet and I'd do like 20 squats to like keep my bloods flowing and I mm. was just obsessed like I'd dedicated everything to it um I didn't drink for 4 years um at all um, like my, yeah, I, I just committed everything. And I'm really lucky as well, because at the time um, our gym at Faction ran a bit differently to normal CrossFit gyms. Um, okay. It was just open gym all the time.
1: Ah, um, okay. So
0: I was really lucky, yeah. So I would go in the gym and my coach would be literally stood next to me the entire session mm. doing everything with me. So I was really lucky that I had that. You know, I know not a lot of people have that. Um, but yeah, it was... yeah i dedicated everything it was everything in my life it was all i watched on tv it was all i spoke about it was all i thought about um yeah so kind of thinking about that and thinking about what athletes must go through these days um you know even uk guys is just it's insane um and i think that's what a lot of people don't see um how much people actually put into it you know even Mm. semi-final level athletes not just games level athletes like if you really like went with them day to day to see what they did, it's it's insane how much they they sacrifice. Um, friends being one of them as well and social life, you sacrifice everything.
1: Mm. I think someone who's been really good at, maybe not really good, but someone who has highlighted that as being like Matt Fraser on retiring, in that he's spoken quite openly about I've missed so many birthdays and meals and holidays because I've not been willing. You know his his approach was. If it doesn't get me to the top of the podium at the games, then it doesn't get a priority call. Um, And everything else, it will always come second to the things that do. Um, Now he's doing that at the peak of the sport, but as we've talked about, the sport getting more and more competitive. um, Athletes at multiple levels are, are having to, you know, commit themselves in and out of the gym to to kind of making that happen and and it's like I say you can see the highlights on instagram oh look at that person they're lift you know they're pbing yeah. or they're uh you know kind of do, doing whatever kind of like their gymnastics is looking fantastic but they're probably not posting the well of course they're not posting their parties that they didn't go to because they didn't go to them right exactly but equally, they're probably not exactly. posting exactly the mobility that they do the meal prep that they have to do the kind of uh, and, and all the other stuff that isn't kind of Instagram glamorous
0: exactly like and as well you know you forget that you know a few years ago when Instagram wasn't as big as well you know people weren't so you know pe- athletes these days who are full-time you know they're not going out to see friends they're not going to parties but they kind of had the have this world on social media where they talk to people and it's okay we also didn't have that um, you know there wasn't a big world on instagram that you could all speak to all the uk athletes and your old all friends and you know we also didn't have that so it it's changed a lot now but um yeah there was no kind of like big social media world that you can be a part of as well you were you were on your own and you didn't go out and you didn't go to parties and and things like that
1: yeah now that and now that's a really good point actually that like i say about social media kind of highlighting what people are doing but there can be that you can get take take comfort take solace because you can connect remotely and that's been especially important over the last kind of 18 months 2 years yeah. right so, um, but you can like say when when cuz cro- the crossfit methodology crossfit as a sport is still niche right and i still have friends who are kind of like you do what and and i think yeah, yeah being yeah. able to being able to connect with those that you don't see day in day out is is really important to kind of help you kind of feel like you know what no i am i am bought into why i'm doing this our sponsor for this episode is Boxmate. Founded in the UK and ran by a tight-knit, CrossFit-obsessed team, Boxmate is a programming and engagement platform facilitating simple progress tracking and seamless communication between coaches and members. Team-up integration brings class bookings and membership management all into the same app for an all-in-one system. Engage your members in their training and retain and strengthen your gym community today. Gym owners and coaches, head over to www boxmateapp.co.uk and use the code CHALKING2 to get an extended two months free including plus with custom branding PT competitions and more now back to the episode One, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, talking about kind of, you know, you are saying, oh, re- regionals of, of 2013, very different to, say, semifinals and sanctionals, um, you, you know, and, and I've asked, I think, some questions in the past of, of people like, oh, regionals versus sanctionals, what do you think of that? But if I'm right looking at yours, like, did you compete in Copenhagen and then, or was it Berlin and then Madrid? I'm trying to get my, my locations Copenhagen
0: right. Copenhagen and Madrid, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You You've been to regionals at Cop- in Copenhagen, regionals in Madrid. Like Often people go, what do you prefer, regionals or sanctionals? But I guess for you, I was like, oh, what did you prefer, kind of Copenhagen or, or yeah. Madrid? They were both CrossFit regionals delivered by CrossFit, but were there big differences, um, whether it be in terms of the competition or, or the atmosphere? Um,
0: hmm, Probably Copenhagen because it was also a bigger regional than that was when it was under Europe um, and before it got split into like meridian and things like that. Um it was a big, big region. Um yeah, probably that. Um yeah, Copenhagen. But then obviously on the question of like, oh is regionals or sanctionals, like I've had this conversation so much and it It obviously turns into like heated debates because obviously it's just relative to like what you're up against Mm. now. Um obviously you know, some people do the whole, you know, only five people in the UK could go back then and you were against everyone in Europe and then now it's like, you know, there's a lot more. And I think I'd probably say it's harder now, to be honest. Like, I know Mm. all the OGs will be killing me for saying that because it was hard and we were against a lot more people. But at the end of the day now, you are up against everyone who is a full-time athlete you're up against everyone who has the food prep done for them because they've probably got sponsors, they've got everything sorted for them, you know, all the supplements, everything. Like, it's harder Mm -hmm. now. Um, But, yeah, it's... Yeah, Yeah. I've had a lot of debates about that. (laughs) And
1: and I think one of the things I I find is that when I ask this question, I absolutely agree. You know, I've I've definitely kind of heard it being asked to people who can be quite passionate about their their point of view. Um, For me, like my skin in the game maybe is different to them because I've not been to either as a competitor or as a spectator. I've always been remote. I've always been watching it on YouTube or whatever. So I I can view it from like a fan of the sport rather than a competitor within it. And so, you know, I saw the sanctionals as being a great kind of opportunity to bring a greater flavor into the kind of spectacle of the sport. I can agree with some arguments that it made it a really gray process like which how are you getting there are you going via the open or are you going by via, via yeah. China or South America and it does it depend on how how much airfare you can afford so and what your sponsors yeah. can make happen so I can understand from that point of view um, but and, and maybe as you know and I was going to kind of get into actually later on like you know as, as someone who works with works with a brand or works for a brand that kind of like operates within the functional fitness space like actually getting more opportunities for brands to get a partner, get involved, the growth of the sport, more eyes on the sport because you've got 23 sanctionals or whatever it was, like, is, is great for the growth of the sport and thus kind of, like, opportunities for, for kind of, like, you know, for want of a better word, kind of, like, revenue and monetization and, and, and growth in that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's also, as well, that just going back to, like, when it was regionals versus sanctionals, I think the only, I think now the way it's grown and stuff and for businesses and brands, it's just amazing. It's just got so much better. Um, I think they had a two-year kind of spell where obviously they just changed to sanctionals and it was all, and I think in that, I think they've pulled back now and it's a lot better. Mm. But I think in that little two-year get find the feet, it wasn't as good for spectators so remember you know at regionals it was one time a year that you can see the best in the world we got you got to fly to one yeah. place everyone was going and it was so exciting um and you were just watching one competition and you knew it was going the games and it was just it was so exciting mm. and i think when sanctionals first got released it wasn't as exciting cuz it was almost trying to figure out oh, okay well if she comes fifth or if she comes sixth and then they yeah. on the other one and you just didn't really know what was going on but now i think yeah. they've stripped it back to be even more a bit like you know the way it used to be and it's mm. ex- more exciting again um but yeah for brands the way it's evolved it's it's even better um mm. especially obviously for me at innovate it's it's great um yeah
1: and we seem to have seen that under the new kind of like leadership at hq and and there's that more that um seems to be that outward looking of like where can there could be strategic partnerships you know where whether it be kind of like um with wit fitness on the kind of like the apparel side but equally kind of like they looking at beyond the whiteboard and whoop and and that seems like quite a more kind of strategic head on like how can we grow together with whoever the brands might be um before touching on that, you know, you mentioned you've kept your, because I do want to talk more about kind of your your role with Innovate. But before that, I do want to finally ask you about. You say you've been touching your, keeping your toe in the water every so often, trying qualifiers. Um, you very much kind of jumped back onto the competition floor only a couple of weeks ago at CrossFest with the Battle Cancer um team. Um it sounds like, you know, in the training that you do you're always giving giving a you know what could be a tough qualifier a go, but how is that being back out under and Crossfest especially seem to have some seriously bright lights some loud music. How how is that kind of getting back out with a team on the competition floor?
0: Yeah. Do you know what the scariest bit was? Standing in a warm up area again. I it was just that for me is the most nerve wracking, like watching everyone and you know, it's been like three years since I've competed as well so that was the scariest bit for me kind of being like I forgot what to do in the morning period I forgot what my routine is and like you know um but yeah it was great it, it was really good I was so nervous and halfway through the first workout I thought bloody hell I remember why I stopped doing this because this is like halfway through I was like oh what am I doing um but even then like you know CrossFest obviously there was some great you know will came was in our team and like you know we got some great athletes um but then this you know the standard of you know a lot of the, the teams there were just like gyms and the standard's just amazing like you know what people can do now it's yeah give me a run for my money anyway going you know doing crossfit for 10 years and these are smashing it so <laughs> yeah it was fun um don't know whether i'm going to dip my toe back in fully but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, we, we've talked about the commitment that it requires right and the the dedication it requires from from athletes at any level really right and you know there's so many competitions now that you know you couldn't be doing one a week if, you, if you're not careful how was how was, how crazy, was um yeah. how was competing with with lauren you mentioned you've always been competitive and I guess I've not specifically asked that but I mean do, do you, your teammates in that situation do you uh do you able to are you able to push each other in a constructive way uh, as well as perhaps a competitive way?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, if you remember a CrossFit faction, you've probably seen a lot of screaming matches, slanging matches and all sorts, um, accusing the other one of cheating and all that. But um, yeah, you know, we also were sisters and we make the perfect team, you know, you know, at sanctionals, I, I was so much more comforted being with Lauren because Little things that other people don't have. Like, I could be facing the opposite direction and know I'm doing synchro with Lauren. Um, Mm. You just know each other's bodies inside out. We had the upper hand on that kind of stuff. Um, But then, you know, she weighs three stone wet through so she can run like Paula Ratcliffe. Um, And I'm a bit (laughs) twice the size of her, so I'm stronger. So we just complement each other. And, you know, I'm never going to try and do Helen against Lauren and she won't do Diane against me, so... It's like, yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, we still argue to this day who's better. I'll say me, but she'll say her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you, uh, have you ever, have you ever done um, Sid pairs or Inferno pairs as it used to be? Would you, uh, would you consider that one?
0: Yes, we did do it a few years ago. I can't even remember what year. This is when you've been doing it too long. I don't even know what years what now. We have done the Inferno pairs before, but we have, you know it was actually a few weeks ago we were passing around the idea we were like should we do a purse comp and like should we do one again because we've done a few through the years and stuff like some uh we do m squared we used to do it every year and um yeah it is it is really really good um the issue is we're not athletes we are competitors and it's sickly competitive so if we don't do well, you know, we're in a mood for a month. So, like, it's not really worth. <laughs> um, that's the issue. We're both super, super competitive and we want to do really well. So even though, you know, we are just doing the classes now for an hour a day or whatever, um, we you know, you still want to win. You still want to do good. It's yeah. not that fun when you don't do well, is it? <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah.
1: And your friends and family are like... Yeah, you guys shouldn't compete. No, don't. Don't don't do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, people in the gym will be like, no, 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 don't compete. (laughs) And Dan, our coach, God, I feel sorry for him. I don't know how he still got her. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh no, no, Fran! Thanks very much. I've, I've I've loved kind of like talking to you a bit about kind of your your competitive history and and like you know talking to someone who's been within the community for a long time, and it's it, it's really really interesting. Um, so I mentioned uh, I did want to ask you a few questions around kind of like your role within Innovate as marketing manager for Innovate Training. Is is that right?
0: Yes. Yeah. Innovate Training, my little baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So did that I'm I'm guessing did that come along after CrossFit? I mean, was that uh cuz cause, cause I guess what I'm really interested in is that they obviously have a um, you know, a, a, a they work within the space within the CrossFit space within functional fitness. Um and you know, they they work with um, some some amazing athletes, you know the likes of kind of like Scott Panchik, Danny Spiegel, Jamie Simmons, but also of Saunders. So that must be be amazing to kind of like rub shoulders in either virtually or physically when when travel allows um, with with some of the uh, most kind of like you know amazing athletes.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's crazy actually. When I remember, so I've been at innovate nearly four years now, um, and when we first started um we just you know we have like dialogue and we have chats with athletes and when I first started we didn't really have any like big athletes um we had some um, kind of influencers that were still really great at the time um and you know a lot of the staff were like um if they were a bit new to CrossFit or didn't really know the sport as well they were really excited to sort these these influences and I was just like normal that's fine um and then you know we started to have conversations with the likes of Scott Panchik and and all that, and they couldn't understand how like how excited I was getting. I was like nervous before going on calls with him, and like <laughs> you know I've been doing CrossFit for so long. He was like the person I used to watch all the time, um. So yeah, so I'd be in panics, hot sweats, like before calls, um. But now they're just you get on the phones them and you you just remember the real people and the the night, nice, mm. and we're so lucky at Innovate to have like our athletes are so down to earth and. You know, we've just signed Kara. She's just the most normal person. You, you kind of think they're not going to be normal, like they're not real, um, mm. but they're just amazing. You know, they, they have the same problems that you have, and yeah, it's 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 really it's good. Um, I remember once, like, funny story. Actually, we did a photo shoot with obviously Danny Spiegel's, one of our athletes. Um, and after a while, I just kind of forget it's Danny Spiegel. I just kind of, it, you know, it's the person I work with. And then she she came over to England and she obviously wanted to train. And it was a funny time and I was like, oh, we'll, we'll just nip over to faction and we'll jump in on the class. And I forget, it was Danny Spiegel. And then obviously we turned up and we jumped in on the class and I forgot, everyone was kind of staring like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, a gym in the middle of witness. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. yes yeah, sorry, it's Danny Spiegel. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's cool. It's, it is really good. I'm not going to try and be really cool and be like oh it's fine no it's yeah. it's it's really good it's awesome yeah
1: but like you say that you know they're, they're committing they're making the same commitments the same discipline the same dedication to training and they are at the end of the day kind of normal people with the same kind of challenges and you know the same 24 hours in the day uh, and that's a really interesting one you say kind of taking Danny to drop in at faction it right it reminds me of the similar one where was it was like Harry James turned up with Brooke Entz to the Inferno pairs or something go back back onto that com so I, I remember seeing that on social media at some point so uh but now that's awesome um reading a little bit about there's a there's a feature you've got on on Innovate you, you talk about women in sport um we'd already talked about how you know I'm going to include Briggsy yourself kind of like people like Laura Faulkner work you know regional athletes you know and CrossFit is great at kind of ensuring and displaying equality between kind of male and female athletes, you know, whether that be in terms of um, exposure, but, uh, you know, prize money as well. I think that's really important. And let's call it. Want of a better word, I don't know, and you as as a marketing expert, you might know the better word as well, like but brand firepower as well, um, you know, in terms yeah. of like what what they bring to the sport. Um and you mentioned actually do, and I'm not sure when this article was, but that like a lot of the wider sporting world could learn from the um kind of from CrossFit in terms of that equality, but there's still work to be done recognize that that article was probably a few years ago now like looking at the sport as it is now do you think it's still moving in the right direction in terms of making sure there's fair representation fair opportunities for um for male and but more importantly female athletes both on the competition floor and within the kind of community and the the brands and and the the sport at large
0: yeah I think a hundred percent you know at the time when I did that that interview as well like I'd I'd just come from I've worked in like quite a few different sports um I worked in weightlifting um obviously I've been a coach at a gym I also used to work in sport nutrition which worked with bodybuilding so like I've you know I've been around quite a lot of sports um personally and professionally um and you know comparing that to CrossFit they're just miles apart um I think you know prize money is the exact same the way they're treated if i was to say to any crossfitter really quick fire off the top of your head name 20 crossfit athletes the famous ones predominantly they're going to be a lot of women obviously mm-hmm. you've got your mat phrases etc but it's a lot easier to list women because they're so widely spoke about there's pictures all over the internet of them um yeah it's it's obviously it's amazing and the one thing as well that i love about crossfit is if you walk into a gym and say you're a guy and there is a guy coach and there's a female coach at no point do you ever think the girl is not going to be able to do what the guy can do they're always the same um which is amazing I think so many sports can learn from that environment um yeah it's we're super super lucky um not kind of lucky it's kind of the way it should be but we are um it's great there is I don't think there's you know I think everything can always get better but at the moment as like obviously as a female, I'm so happy to be in this sport and quite proud of it, the way it's kind of dealt with. Um if anything, you know, these days, you know, the women on on social media of CrossFit are massive, especially compared to the men, do you know what I mean? Like so this is probably mm-hmm. one of the sports that women get super hyped up and it's amazing. Um but yeah, I think it's and that's more so from when I even started at Innovate. Um mm-hmm you know, like four years ago, it's, it's, it's got even better since then.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm I'm joining the dots and feel free to either support it or say that's, that's not the case, but signing someone like Cara Saunders, who is an incredible athlete, a mother, but also a, a businesswoman in her own right as well. So she, she's a, she's an amazing kind of like a, a role model, I think, to, to kind of have involved with the brand um, that is also kind of a, you know, I think a, a, a real, um, amazing individual within the kind of crossfit space as well
0: definitely and you know car is a great person and there is a like strategy behind that as well um you know there is a lot of brands that might just think okay we're just going to go with the the 19 year olds with the full future ahead of them that you know look a certain way or they're going to perform a certain way whereas as innovate we are a very real brand and we understand the sport and You know, if you look at all of our athletes, not just on training, you know, Cara is a mum. Like you say, she's a mum. She's a businesswoman. She balances life and training and still performs at an unbelievable level. And we just try and represent everyone in our athletes. So, you know, we've got Danny, we've got Scott. He's had, you know, numerous injuries and numerous operations. Uh, You know, he's in his 30s. You know, he's come out just gone into retirement. We're still definitely... um, keeping our partnership with him and, and things like that. I just, I try and keep the brand really realistic and to represent everyone. You know, we've obviously got the Dallin Peppers who was young, who's got an amazing future ahead of him, but we've also got, you know, different types of people. And, and especially if you look at Innovate as a whole, you know, we've got Nikki Spinks. Um, she's actually, she's survived breast cancer. She's phenomenal trail runner. Um, yeah, we just try and represent loads of different types of people, not just those um idealistic athletes that you would that would use you'd usually tie a brand to
1: i mm-hmm. know oh, that no, i think that's that's really cool um i think yeah because you know we can all we can all buy the uh matt fraser metcons but that's probably the only thing i have in common with him and i've got those um, well then, asked, then 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 one then one time I was like, he's not even wearing his own trainers. What what does that say? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, <no. laughs> uh, but Fran, no, thank thanks very much. That's like say been awesome to chat to you, and it's really interesting to hear a bit more about kind of like innovate as a brand and and like what it's what it's seeking to do as well. Um, not to put you back on on the clock, recognising him. This is a, an evening call, regardless yeah, of when people fine. might be listening. Don't be silly? Um, I'm going to ask you one more question, though, and this is a, another innovate question. One of the things, so looking at, looking at the trainers, one of the things I've always struggled is, like, what, what, what weight do I go for, right? And that's, it took me a while before I realized that's what the kind of different numbers are. It's the kind of, like, lightweight versus slightly kind of, like, um, more, uh, more supportive kind of heavy issue. So, like, you know, do you, what, what do you kind of recommend to people if they were, like, looking at those trainers? Is, is it personal preference or is there a place to start in terms of the different weight shoes?
0: I think there's a place to start. So for CrossFitters, um, looking at the Innovate range, the F-Lite G300, easy to remember, it's the highest number. It does Mm -hmm. everything, everything. You can weightlifting it, you can run in it, you can jump, you can climb. It's amazing. Um, Go with that shoe. Try it. You don't like it. The rest of it is kind of personal preference. You might want to go right low down with the numbers, um, super lightweight, really close to the ground. You might want kind of a middle ground. Um, scott Panchik, for example he likes the 260 it's kind of that middle ground he's got mm. phenomenal mobility he doesn't need as much support in his lifting um but yeah if you want to start out first shoe get your 300 i train in the 300 i do everything in it i absolutely love it um, and then go from there try it um the good thing is if you try that shoe if there's something you don't like there's definitely something else that kind of tailors to that in the numbers so yeah
1: Brilliant. Oh, there we go. I think we've rounded that out well. We've done kind of uh, entertaining, we've done inspiring, and now we've done informative as well. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Now, all, um, I'm just going to say thank you very much, Fran. It's been great chatting to you, and um, I, I hopefully uh, we can uh, bump each, into each other at a competition at some point.
0: Oh, definitely. Thank you. I hope it was um, more interesting than I usually am. So. <laughs> oh, it
1: was great. It was great. Cheers.
0: Oh, thank you. Bye.